Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live from the iFly El Paso studios in iFly El Paso, Texas. It's the Wazi Circus Radio. My guest today, legendary skydiver. I cannot put the words together together to express what this guy did to me when I watched those fucking videos when I first started skydiving. This is TJ Langren. I can't even, I don't even want to mess up the intro. Say, hold on, watch this, watch this. If you guys like ASMR, skydivers, listen, listen. How many jumps? 32,000 skydives. Hold on, let that wash over your body. 32,000 people, not a fucking game. Dude, I was hopping, popping a Sabre 150, and you were doing helicopter spins on some fucking crazy video over Lodi. <laughs> Dude, I did that as soon as I learned I could. <laughs> like... Say what up to the people, man. Yeah, what's up, man? It's TJ Langren here with Waz, chilling out in El Paso. Yeah, dog. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, about to finish uh, how many hour camp? Uh, 12-hour camp this time. 12-hour camp. Yeah. Pretty fucking innovative, bro. Your, your, your sound system, your style, your progression is fast because you get to talk to them. Like, it's, it's always mind-blowing. I told you last time. I was like, holy shit, you're talking to them, and they're listening, and they're responding. Everybody wants to do that. Um, I've, I've seen a bunch of prototypes and shit. Walk me through that process, because everybody can hear you. Yeah, everybody can hear me. Everybody's on an open mic, so I can. I am the only one that can talk, so everybody has to listen. So I normally have four student units. Uh, I'll have four students in the tunnel at a time. Uh, everybody can hear each other, so they can hear me or hear what I'm telling the other students, so they have a great idea of what's going on. So if that person's actually listening, or if they're conscious, or, or you know, anything like that. Right, 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 yeah. right. Um, when did you start using that? Is that new? Uh, it's an older system uh, from um, Rare Dynamics, which is Alaska John and Mike Swanson. Uh, they're some Mike of the original Swanson. coaches out there. He's Red Bull. Yes, they're Red Bull now. Okay. And uh, they built the system, I believe, like 10, 15 years ago. And uh, I, I had spare parts and some of the system laying around. And uh, a guy in Florida had an, an old mic that he wasn't using. So he sent it to me and then I got my system back online. So it uh, definitely makes coaching a lot easier. Um, I can give them a little bit of briefing so I don't have to overload them when they're get right before they go in the tunnel. And then, then when they're in there, I can talk to them very slowly so they can be like, okay, I, I see what's going on. So oh, there's not, there's never that problem where there's like miscommunication where they don't understand what I'm selling, telling them because they don't understand the hand signals, but I'm telling them what they need to do while I'm giving them hand signals. So it's definitely, um, a, it's a double for them. It really gives them that extra bonus. If you've flown in the tunnel a lot, You've had those moments where you have no idea what the instructor's saying, right? Because I've had those moments where my students look at me like, what? I'm like, oh, man. And it's such a waste of time to try to explain. If I could just say, straighten your legs. <laughs> yeah, it would save so much time. <laughs> it's so great, man. Um, there was a moment I was in the door and your student started to go up high on their back. And the owner was driving, he looked at me, he's like, are you gonna, I was like, no, he's talking to him right now. And, the, and he came down. I was like, I don't have to move, bro. I, it's not like a moment, it wasn't out of control. How do you create that system for everybody? Is it possible or is it just out of this world hard to get the word? Um, 
the the biggest problem about the system that I heard of from uh, Mike and uh, John was the actual mics themselves, getting someone to make the mic, being able to mass produce it for a good price. Because when I first bought the system, it was $1,500 for one talker and one listener. So then I had to buy the other listeners that were about 250 bucks a piece. So I have one talker and six listeners right now. Yeah, so, so that's that's in. quite a bit of money. Like yeah. I'm, I'm well invested to it. But if my mic goes out, I'm pretty much done with that system. So it'll be back to. Yeah, learn how to solder, son. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the mic, is it like noise canceling? Yes, it's noise canceling. No, it's badass. Yeah. What is it? Do you know a company? Uh, I don't know. They kind of kept that to themselves. Want, yeah, you should keep it to yourself too. That's your uh, secret. That's your secret weapons. Yeah, that I is... definitely think everybody should find a system for uh, talking in the tunnel for their students. It's just going to make their life a lot easier, you know, and the students' life a lot easier. And then you don't yeah. have to use the system all the time. At some points, I'll cut the system off, and I'll they'll see my mouth move, and I'm giving them signals, and it's like. I've got mental control on them now yeah, yeah. because they, they're so used to listening to me that they're so focused at looking at me that now they're just, they start coming on it. So I just kind of go back and forth with the system. That's pretty, so, cause my next question was like, there is an intimate relationship between instructor and student with the hand signals. And when you do get the nonverbal communication, that is control also. Yeah. Right. Cause like they, they, they can look at you and know exactly what you're going to say next. Like, my guys, when they fuck up, they look at me, they're like, I know I was too high. I'm like, yeah, I gotta say shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so so it's not lost. In fact, it's built stronger because you build the bond of the speaking and them looking at you and paying attention. And when you shut it off, they're still in tune. Yeah. Such a good system. Yeah, I just think it's just, it helps them out to have that extra sense it's just kicked in, you know? Such an investment. And if you're running camps, you need four to six. Yeah, like having the multiple systems makes it easier for everybody to listen because if everybody's doing the same thing, they see some the first person's mistake and they're like, okay, I know what not to do now. Or I just like have a better idea of what to expect. You're holding court, man. It's fucking a symphony of shit because I've seen you coaching somebody in there then look at your students like you guys see this and you're like you didn't do that you're going around right like oh I'm like oh this is fucking awesome yeah. it's like the voice of god coming down to his fucking disciples like y'all all suck yeah because sometimes they, i see it i look over after i said something and then all of a sudden the student be like ah oh, that's what i need to do that's what i'm that's doing, doing. Yeah. <sighs> i've seen it too yeah. i've seen it i've seen them watching each other and you say something you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, they're listening and learning. So when, um, I don't know if he cares if I say his name, but like last time, I've never seen anyone learn how to backfly so freaking fast, man. Because when they're on their back and they're out of control a little bit and you're trying to do hand signals and they can't control it, they can't focus, dude. You're just talking to them. Yeah. Hey, man, hold still. He's like, uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? I wish I could do that. Yeah, I find a lot with students, they're, they're, they want to look at you because they're waiting for a signal. They want to see an expression on your face. But sometimes that takes away from them because as soon as they turn to look at you, now they're contorting their body, which is creating them to spin, which makes it worse because now you're chasing across the tunnel. They're like, what the hell is going on? I'm out of control. Like, right. it's, it's just a mind overload, right? So having that option of being like, hey, stop, pick your heading, check your arms, check your legs. Let's get back to work. And then all right. of a sudden it fixes it. But if they don't have that that initiation of like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on, there just ends up like, you know, dog chasing a sale. Man, that's amazing. To say, hey, chill out, pick a heading, relax. 
do you use this in do you use it on your um xrw jumps oh my god i use the inner communication system for everything i have two different systems uh the one system i have is the rare dynamic one that i use for the tunnel and then i also use a cena in the air okay you do use the cena yes a lot of people use the cenas the motorcycle yeah. things the paramotor yeah. guys use them and a lot of skydivers use them for like a uh, crew, I think. Yeah, there's uh, there's another system. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I hear some people like that one as well. Uh, I'm just invested you, in the Cena so far, so I don't really want to spend an extra 500 bucks on another system. Do you, do you love it or like it? Um, I like it a lot because it definitely helps me when I'm doing angle jumps. I don't have to be in front of the student the whole time. I can be slightly above them. I can be talking to them, telling them, hey, check your heading, check your altitude. You know, just giving them little little cues here and there. And then once they start getting it, I'll fly down to them, get right next to them, and then I'll start using hand signals for them to follow me. So that way I can clean up their body position in the beginning so they're not so like freaked out by me being there. And then once they're comfortable, I'll come sliding in and be like, come on, guys, follow me. That's next level shit, son. And we have a lot of wingsuiters at our drop zone in, uh, in Byron at Barrier Skydiving. So we all the wingsuiter guys all bought Cena's as well. So there's like eight of us on Cena's, which can be a little bit much sometimes because, you know, Everybody's yeah, yeah, trying yeah, right, to talk right, at right, once, right, but right, 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 right. You, know, you just try to make the best of it. So if you guys don't know what Cena's are, it's this little tiny black box. It's uh, about an inch or two long. And when it mounts on your G3, your G4, your helmet, it's just like, do you put yours right here? Um, So I'm rocking the G35 right now by Cookie. Okay, the new joint. And I'm taking the Cena and putting it up by the upper like curvature in the back of the helmet. Oh, and it so sits pretty high, back. so it's out of the way from the riser strikes. Sick. And um, sick. It's, it's, it's a nice. I really like that new helmet. Sick, sick, sick. Like, riser strikes, if your chest strap's too tight, guys, you can get yeah. riser strikes. Um, I've lost cameras and helmets to riser strikes, so they're real, no matter how small the... The snag point is that's dope that it's back here. That's why I keep my iPod on my um, G3. So, an open channel to nine cats on a wingsuit yeah. jump. So you just have to have like a verbal. There's so many layers of this shit, right? So we try to tell we we try to tell the group like not everybody talk at once. Right. We have usually a leader, a camera guy that directs the leader, and then if somebody next to them is having issues, we'll start like giving them little tips like. Uh, one of our friends like, hey man, pop up a little higher, go up a little further and like point people out so we can just make the, t the formations a lot tighter. But they're all doing, it could be happening at the same time. Like TJ, oh, blah, 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 so it gets crazy. Yeah. Cameraman's above the group. Yeah, cameraman's above the group, staying a little bit ahead of it so he can help us with the heading. Is, is, is lead on his back? Uh, leader will, most, most of the leaders will fly on their back. I usually like to fly on my belly just because I want to know where I'm going. How many in the formations normally in Byron? Uh, we'll do anywhere from six to eight ways. Byron's fucking fun, man. Yeah, we're starting to get a lot of wingsuiters. There's a lot of changing going on out there. It's it's nice. It's not the old owner. Uh, the no. guy that used to be on every load? Uh, no. He was pretty cool. Yeah. What was his name? Clay. Clay. Like, when I see drop zones and DZOs, I look for Clay in them and I don't see it. Yeah, you got to be able to to do a lot for your drop zone. You got to be able to like do tandems if tandem masters are sick or if they don't show up to work. You know, you want to be able to just to help with AFFs, do manifest, you know, do everything. Um, and then have an eight-way crew that's waiting around. Yeah. Dude, when you're sitting on that packing floor, they were like, Clay, 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 put me, Clay, do you have a, Clay, do you have a spot? Clay, can I get, hey, put me on with Clay. And everybody's like, oh, it's full. Oh, Right? I heard that. I'm sitting there. He's like, yeah, I got you. I, got you. I can't, man. And they go up and get on the king air. And bang. It's so awesome. I love that drop yeah. zone. Yeah, there's a lot of good things going on. What happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it um, 
Bay Area skydiving. Yes, Bay Area skydiving. Where Where did you start, Lodi? I started at Bay Area skydiving. Did you? Yes. That's dope. Um, so the way my career started out is when I was 11 years old, my dad used to jump in Northern California and he was doing tandems as well as AFFs. So all the drop zone would call him like, hey, Tony, can you come out on a Wednesday? So he was always that tandem master that would like help out whenever you needed him. So he worked at Davis, he worked in Lodi, he worked in Byron. And uh, when I was 11 years old, uh, 4th of July, uh, I think it was 88 or 89, um, he asked me if I wanted to go up on a tandem skydive with him. So I said yes. So he suited me up, threw me in the uh, DC three, went up to ten grand, jumped out, did a uh, a ten way round, and then I was just totally in love with skydiving after Poor that. Kind of ruined me a little bit, to be honest with you. Poor kid, <laughs> can you imagine that yeah. experience? Oh, that's why you are all the way you are. Yeah, man, I love the <laughs> sport. I've been here for a long way. time. Your first jump was a ten way. First jump was a ten way, and then uh, on my sixteenth birthday at the first Byron Boogie. A Byron Boys Boogie. I got to do my uh, second tandem. It was a 5.5 way. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. And then uh, on my 18th birthday, I started uh, my AFF, and I was done with AFF within uh, 10 days. When did you start in the tunnel? I didn't start flying in the tunnel until I had about 13,000 jumps. I believe that was like 10, 12, maybe 15 years into the sport. And where, what tunnel was it? Skydive, Arizona. Skydive, Arizona, oh, man. She's still yeah. there, too. She's still there. Yeah, that's like my, my second home. Skydive, Arizona. I've got a lot of family there. It's where I met a lot of good people. Mm -hmm. We've always stayed in touch. Like, um, I would say my skydiving family is definitely from, from Eloy, Eloy, for sure. And we're lucky enough to be three and a half hours from there, man. That's right. Right, dude. So um, we're planning monthly trips to like just go shred on the weekends, petters down there. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. Awesome. So um, what were you, like, coaching in the sky and you just buying tunnel time? Because, I mean, when did you make the transition to instructor? Were you a coach first? Uh, I was you never a... an instructor. See, um, that's fucking I, wild, I only coached. Um, you hear that shit? Yeah, I, I had the I had the option to be a, a, an instructor a couple of times when they did the the tunnel in, in Eloy. Uh, a lot of coaches decided, like Jason Peters, decided to work in the tunnel, which was the best option for him for sure, man. Yeah, God. And he uh, found I was just I just didn't want to, I guess, commit myself to being in a tunnel for two years because I've always been like a skydiver. I like nature. I like being outside. I like falling to earth. I like flying my parachute. I like doing all those things. And I never was really into the tunnel until the tunnel showed up at Eloy. And then like all my friends were flying like Jeffro and Omar and Curtis and Sarah and like Amy, we were all just flying together with something new, you know? So we just all started getting into it and it just made it like a, just another way to have fun. And then I think after a year of me flying in there, I decided I wanted to start coaching. So I started coaching because I was at the drop zone so I could skydive coach and then do tunnel coaching and then take them back Heaven. to the air. And Heaven. it was the best of both worlds. Heaven. Like just watching people progress in that atmosphere was mega. Being at a drop zone where planes are flying every 20 minutes, you just can't beat it until you're there. Oh, I know it. Okay. Loaded, loaded. Loaded. You covered a lot of shit there. So let's go back real quick. I don't want to be the tunnel for two years because back in the day you had to sign a contract That's where right. you owed them ten grand That's because right. of the training people. That's some real shit. That's true. Right? So he didn't want to commit to that contract. And then Omar Alhagen. Fucking who did you say? Jason Peters. You're not dropping last names. You're just saying names. You guys, these are 
the leaders now. This is the whole Red Bull Air Force he's just mentioned right here. It was uh, Amy Shumlecki yep. is the Amy. Jeffro. Amy, you can't. Jeffro Provenzano. I got a song about Provenzano. <laughs> I want a soup like Provenzano. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, like, they're the fucking leaders of the industry now. So that was your crew. Yeah. That's why you are who you are. Yeah, like I, I was on Team Chaos for a while with uh, Luke Akins, Andy Farrington, and uh, Jeff Provenzano. Dude, that was probably by far one of my favorite teams to be on. Like they were crazy. Videos? They were they were always having fun. It was just who cares? We're just Team Chaos. We're just charging. We don't. We're just all about it. Do you have Do you have any Chaos videos in your uh, shit? I'm not really sure. Like I think Chaos was like right before the whole Facebook and all that kind of stuff started. I have a couple right. like Team Chaos pictures on there with our four like us four way team swooping. But Chaos know. is X A O S. That's correct. Um, do you have a oh, man? Dog, you were throwing fucking because like Lodi, um, it was '90s only. Yeah, I was there. It was the first time I ever seen you. I never, I didn't talk to you. I was like, fuck. You were doing like 600 foot '90s or some crazy shit, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, no, nah, I like, would say more like like 300 foot '90s, 280s ish. But it was like, oh, yeah. In the last second, you whip and you. Just, oh, I was like, are you allowed to do that? Yeah. I was like, call that the slingshot move. I learned that from Joey Jones, yo. Joey Jones. <laughs> Joey, Joey Jones, Jones dude. Joey Jones. Joey Jones is uh, he's a four-way competitor. He was uh, he started. He was one of the guys I used to compete against swooping, but he was always just like just down and dirty, bro. He's right, such right. an amazing swooper, dude. So so what's the what's the slingshot? What is it? What is it? The uh, last just minute coming like, in out? hard and just kind of like ah, snapping it right at the, the end. Last little and the rock. Yeah. Hey, dude, you hit that shit right and accelerate. Yeah, just like a power band on a two-stroke. Rock, rock. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Dude, I love swooping too, man. But I my my comfortable turns are four fifty. You six thirty. Uh, yes, I. Man, so I've got thousands of skydives, right? Right. So I've got I've, I don't know like three, four thousand two seventies. I think I had about two thousand two seventies before I even went up to a bigger turn. Okay. And the only reason I went up to a bigger turn is because Andy Farrington was doing a bigger turn, and I wanted to go as fast as Andy. Right. And Andy what, was what, like, what, what canopies? What canopies? Dude, Andy was jumping a sixty-nine Chaos twenty-seven and just what? racking these like six thirties and just charging, dude. And he was like one of the first people to be on a small wing and 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 going fast. So he was like, he he helped start this revolution of small wings to to you know to push. Yeah, yeah. give me the year. Give me the year. Give me the year. I can't remember, bro. It oh, all runs man. into each other. Chaos twenty seven <laughs> is the is the uh, it's the smaller cell because the the twenty nine the twenty one was a seven cell. The twenty seven was a nine cell. So he's super the nine cell. The nine cell. The nine cell was more stable. Yeah, the nine cell was a beast for freestyle. Yeah. Well, dude, the nine cell was great for camera. Yeah. Right. You dump it and it just slows you <sighs> down, and then it opens. Ah, oh, it's the best shit ever. All right. So he's swooping the. 70 something 60s and 69 this is the 90s or in the 2000s it was early 2000s early 2000s like, before 2006 ish probably seven. fucking early 2000s yeah. that's when the chaos was rocking what were you flying uh i had an 88 for a while um the 88 i had an 88 um and then i think i went down to an 82 because that was where i like to be like that was okay. i was doing pretty good what's that and loading then, what's that loading if you remember I like it? two four two six ish I like two six. Yeah, I like two seven ish is good. Okay, and it's a cross brace platform, guys. If you didn't know, look at that chaos picture. Yeah. God, I can't wait to get video, you guys. Yeah, yeah. All right, 
and and your cho- your so you were doing two seventies then following Andy. Yeah, I was doing two seventies, and then we started working up towards the six thirties, and that's where I that's my favorite turn is a six thirty. So you know? break it down. Is it a is it a one eighty to a four fifty? So a three sixty. Basically, to a, a six thirty. You set it up just like a two seventy, but you're adding an extra three. You're adding an extra three sixty to it. Uh, for me, that made the most sense because all I had to really change in my setup was altitude. If I changed right. the altitude and I stayed at the same spot, the same turn, like everything pretty much worked out the same. So you're doing a 90 to the, to the, no, you're doing to a, a 70 to a 360. So you do the 270 to 360 period. Yes. That's how you break it down. Yeah. But usually I try to, depending on my altitude or how much power I want will depend on how much I drag it around. If I'm going for mm-hmm. speed or distance, I will pretty much do it. I'll start it slow and then speed it up. Um, okay. Okay. If, so harness, and then as you're coming down, you start manipulating the rises. Yeah. Okay. If I'm trying to do like a no hander or something, I'll kind of do the same thing. So I want to come in with a lot of power, uh-huh. and then you know get my feet planted, and then go for that release. Yeah. After the uh, right, yep. so you got that power band, and you can yeah, do whatever you want for a second. Yeah, because then she's just on autopilot. She's yeah. planed out. She's just gonna go as long as you don't do anything to it or do anything too crazy in the harness. She should fly herself. Ooh. Canopy of choice. Yeah. Canopy of choice. Yeah, you know those Teslas got autopilot. My parachute's got autopilot. Uh, yeah, too, but baby. what's your canopy of choice? <laughs> yeah, what is it? So, um, I would say my favorite canopy of choice definitely is the JVX. Uh, Still, I like the JVX. I love the platform. I love Slayer, it for Petra, Valkyrie. Fucking okay. Okay. fluid. So I like I like the JVX for everyday jumping. Uh, okay. If I I when I want to play, I like taking my Petra sixty four out. But like I said, I'm getting older now. I'm forty five. Like I don't know if I really want to be jumping a sixty four much longer. What is a sixty four fucking Petra like? Is eh, it cell? Yeah, it's all cell. <laughs> super small. I got two. I got two hundred, three hundred lines set on that baby. It's just a. It's just. A, it's just a New Zealand rocket. Is it? Yes, what sir. What does it feel like, man? It's just I, if. It feels like being on a street bike. Like back when I was a kid, my dad had a, a Jixer 1100. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember holding on to it. And I had to lock my hands around his waist, praying to God. I didn't fling off that bike. That's how scared I was. And that's how that's how that parachute feels coming Ooh. towards the ground, man. You're taking my breath away, yeah. son. What are you throwing on it? Uh, I do 630s on it. So, you're, so on that, so the JVX, let me just guess. 1200, that fucking thing, 18? Uh, if I'm doing a 630 on it, it's about 1200 feet for the, for the, for the, the JVX. Okay. And uh, the, the 64 Petra, I probably start my turn around like 17 ish. 18. I was close. I was close. Yeah. She dives. She if dives. I keep her nice and mellow, dude, she'll just travel, dude. It's great. She dives 1800 feet. You guys, you guys are just looking for the fucking landing area. This <laughs> dude's starting his turn. What's that? There's some ad? Yeah. Okay. Good God. So every day, so you like that, why not PD? Uh, I just never, I don't know, I never really got into the PD scene. Uh, okay, so that's I've, why you don't I've, like I've, it. I've jumped PD. Uh, when I was in Chicago, uh, Melissa Nelson let me borrow her uh, Velocity 90. It was this pink and white Velocity because I needed a second a second parachute when we mm-hmm. were doing back-to-backs when I was training with uh, Rook Nelson and Jason Peters. Pull up one of the world record videos. So... Missy was uh, Melissa was like, "Hey, I have a ninety. You can borrow. I have two matching ones. It's brand new. Just go ahead and jump it." So, I put probably about a hundred jumps on that ninety, and I really liked the way the Velo flew. Like the Velo ninety flew well for me. I just, you know, I just never. 
put more time into velos. I was always like on either jumping to chaos or okay. moving over to Icarus. Cause you just were there. Cause That's just I, the way it is. It's kind of what I liked. Yeah. yeah, it's the platform. And my teammates, the people that I hung out with were flying those canopies. Like uh, when I was on chaos, I was jumping with Jeffro and Luke and Andy. Mm -hmm. When I moved to the Icarus team, it was because I wanted to fly with my homie, Dusty Smith. Him and I were working in Arizona together at the Arizona Training Center. Hey, so I'm sorry. Let's pause it. Pause it. We got music for some reason. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Okay. You didn't pause it, did you? No. Okay. So you were saying you were on the team something. So I was on uh, uh, a Skydive Chicago free fly team with okay. uh, Ruth Nelson and Jason Peters. What, what was the team called? Uh, it was... I. No way. Our nickname for it was the Poor White Boys. But... <laughs> Holy shit. No. But the real name was Hold like the Scott Eye Chicago Free Fly Team. Hold on. You were on a team with Rook Nelson yeah. so, and Jason Peters. Yeah. No fucking Dude, it was way. awesome. We uh we were all talking one you, day. Oh my god. We were hanging God. out with Eloy and Rook's like, man, if you got you know, maybe we should do a team sometime. And and Rook did he was he was really busy helping his dad run the drop zone and all that stuff. And he's like, the only time I can train with you is a month before nationals. So I thought he was joking, you know, because we're all hanging out together, we're friends, and one day we get the call. And he's like, dude, Jason, you need to come to Chicago, dude. We're going to train for a month. And I'm, we're both like, no way. We get up there. We meet Roger. Roger's super cool. He takes us around the drop zone. You met Roger Nelson. He flies us in the otter. He's just down to earth, you know. He makes a deal with us. We, we, are we, we go to the gym every morning. We work out. We come to the drop zone. We do work at the drop zone. And then we jump when the plane starts flying. Within that month, we did 250 jumps in a month. We came up with seven, no, five free fly uh Five free fly rounds. They were all for uh, for the free fly artistic. So you have to have five free rounds, and then you have two compulsory rounds. So we were the only team that had five rounds, which most teams don't do five rounds. Most teams will do one round or two, so they can have the judges judge them, and whatever the best round is, that was the one they keep. Rook brought that out to my attention, but we worked so hard with these these rounds that we just decided to do them all. Uh, it was one of the most amazing teams to be on. Like I said, we did 250 jumps in a month. We it was so much fun jumping with those guys because you know, you can just you can just imagine. I can't imagine. Like, I can't imagine the freedom of the flow state that you guys could probably fucking accomplish if just going. It was it was VFS MFS. It was uh, free fly artistic. So you were a camera? Ah, uh, no, I was. I was in uh, a flyer. It was uh, Rook and I were flying, and Jason was video. God, what a glory spot! Dude. Oh, it was great, dude. Holy shit! Holy shit! Feels like a lifetime ago, man. Look, look, look! I'd be impressed if somebody sat here and was like, "Yo, I was there the day that T.J. Ling and Jason Peters and Rook Nelson were training." I'd be like, "No way! You saw them train? Like that's dope! You're on that team, dude." So you've been slaying. How many golds you got? I mean, who cares, right? Uh, but how many golds you got? Yeah, I have multiple, like, different gold records? medals in um, in different disciplines of skydiving. Like, I didn't want to put myself in one discipline. I, I wanted to move around. Um, I've got medals in in uh, artistic, in um, swooping. Swooping is my main one. Uh, Four-way VFS, uh, two-way VFS in the tunnel. Uh, the 4A VFS was uh, the Lodi team. It was with um, Kirby Hughes, MX Halsey, 
Javier Mexico. Munez, myself, and Sean McCormick was our video guy for the year. Dude. dude, he was a beast. We were flying at iFly SFA, which is a 12-foot tunnel. We were doing four-way points in a 12-foot tunnel with McCormick flying around a shooting video in the tunnel. No shit. Dude, it was sick. We would just fly like six feet off the net. He'd be underneath us carving while we're turning points. So we were getting used to flying in the burble with having him in there. It was epic. That sounds fucking ridiculous. Yeah, man. So I was watching you train today. Is MFS shot from the bottom just like, um, um, or is it, does, does the cameraman transfer up and down? Because, you know, the VFS part, the verticals are from below. Yeah. Um, it depends on the best shot. Like some of the points you have to shoot from the top. Uh, some of the vertical points you can shoot from the front. It just all depends. So, so camera has to know. Camera has to be there. Camera has to know all the points. Camera has the definitely the the one of the hardest the, the I, I believe the hardest job. Camera's working his ass off. Cameraman's working his ass off. Man, that's fucking dope. Yeah. Low dice sequentials. <laughs> Here's my problem with that. We're still mimicking that same shit. Yeah. No one's created anything new. They're still trying to fall. Who who was that? Actually, to be honest with you, there's some really cool stuff going on in Elsinore right now. Elsinore. Like, oh my God, I've seen some of their mixed vertical weird points that are just what whatever those guys are doing out there. Like Andy Malchiotti and a couple other guys are okay. really pushing the envelope out there. Are they? Like they're doing some they're they're making they're they're definitely pushing past the low die sequential stuff for sure. Low die sequentials are twenty years ago. So yeah. it's time. It's been it's been a long it's been a long time. Do you know if they have anything up? Uh, the Elsinore yeah. Equinox or something like that. Equinox, uh, something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't Elsinore, remember. We'll look it up in a second. Is okay. Let me comment on this. Is that Byron? Uh, no, that is um, Skydive Georgia. You like seventeen? Uh, I think I was twenty six at the time. Look at that face. Yeah, that place was awesome, man. I got to. Uh, I was working there for a while. Uh, that was probably one of my first jobs uh, working like hardcore in the industry. I was shooting tandem videos at the time. Um, I didn't want to do tandems or anything. So I would shoot tandem videos on the weekdays. And then I would organize on the weekend because I got uh, organizer slots. And the rest of my team would work. Or, yeah, that's just during the time I was on team method with uh, Steve Utter and Nathan Gilbert. Okay. Um, so we went out there. We were a free fly team, but we were also working for the drop zone. So those guys like to work a lot, and I, you know, I just wanted to jump. Right. So on a typical weekend, I would make anywhere between like ten jumps a day to fifteen jumps a day. I would just do back to backs. They would allow me to land by the airplane. I would drop my rig, pack really quick, and then while they were loading it, I'd close up. By the time the plane was halfway full, I'd be jumping in the plane. You just slam pack. Yeah, and the, the drop zone would ask me like, "TJ, what do you want to do today?" I'm like, "You know, I think I'll do five jumps in a row. Take a take one load off, and I'll then I'll stay on the rest of the planes for the rest of the day." And they would just let me jump all day. How do you organize that? Um, it was just because the, like in between, if you're packing by the plane, you're not talking to anybody. So the way this worked out is the jumps that that drop zone at the time, uh, they didn't have a lot of good competent flyers at the time so okay. I got to do like two ways and three ways, and a lot of people were kind of nervous like about asking to like jump with me or jump like with people that were better than them. So I would just get on the plane and be like, Hey, what Who are you, are you doing? doing? Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'm learning to sit fly. I'm like, cool. Can I jump with can you? Can I go? And yeah. then it it's really like, to me, it, it really made people happy because they weren't expecting to jump with anybody. But when right. I did jump with them, they were so stoked. They were happy. They wanted to learn. They wanted to listen. They just wanted someone to talk to, you know, the best skydives ever. Yeah. For Some sure. dude wasn't expecting to jump and you come up like, we're going to do this, this and that. They're like, I can't do that. You're like, yes, you fucking can. And we get out of the plane and you accomplish it. Dude, that's pure joy. Yeah. It's, it's or you awesome. can go with six assholes 
right and do everything perfectly and somebody's still complaining about yeah. levels and it's like fuck all of you guys yeah. i don't give a fuck about none of you <laughs> so 38,000 is that uh, right? 32,000 32,000 doesn't matter that's a lot of skydives. Yeah, I don't really like telling people very many. I don't like telling very many people how many jumps I have because it makes them. Oh, it's all. It, it gives them anxiety. You know? Immediately, it's something. But um, how do you keep it fresh, buddy? I like to do a lot of different things in the sport. I started off free flying, um, and then from there I moved on to uh, being on a team, um, and then from there I started getting into like the angle flying. Uh, then started getting to wingsuiting. I kind of try to keep myself moving around. Uh, I I only free flied and shot tandem videos for like my six, my first probably 13,000 skydives. Because in the beginning when I first started jumping, everybody thought if you were going to be a wingsuiter, it was like skyboarding. You were going to be that guy by himself jumping out, flying well, to I, nowhere. You were. You and were. You, and you really were. But nowadays that the new wingsuits are, are just amazing. Like what Squirrel's coming out with, with the Freaks. And uh, what really got me was the Kalugo too. Like that's what got me into wingsuiting. I flew that suit. I liked it. It did everything I wanted to do. It dove. I could backfly it. It was easy to transition. And I just fell in love with it. What's the wing collapse on it? uh the wing collapse to, to, to deploy is it uh, tough like bad shoulder style it's not too tough you just got to slow your forward speed down a little bit and then you know oh and deflates and just deflates it, yeah that's pretty rad it's called the kalugo uh so that's what i first was jumping but now i'm on the freak okay. like uh i love my freak four and my atc3 that's usually what i fly a lot okay yeah. And what what is the deal with that? Uh, the ATC three is a is a smaller version of the Freak. I usually use it for coaching, or uh, you know, I, that's how I learned to fly. Uh, wingsuit head down was in the in the ATCs. I felt it was a little bit easier to control. Okay. And then uh, now I fly, you know, head down with the with the Freaks, and we do carving. All squirrel. All squirrel. All squirrel. What's the one without the sleeves? Uh, without the sleeves, it has I think the leg joint. Remember, Scott Palmer Plamer was like they were jumping out of a helicopter over the Grand Canyon for. And they were doing those, they were carving head down like they were in a tunnel, but they had yeah, like Yeah, I can't remember exactly on. what the name of it is. Okay, so it's not like the squirrel suit or anything. It is a squirrel suit, but I can't it remember. Is a squirrel I can't suit. remember. The name is like not in my head right now. So Squirrel is the wingsuit company. Yeah, I believe Squirrel is one of the best wingsuit companies. Like it's, like I love them. <laughs> okay. All their their stuff is all quality. All right. Yeah. What's a good beginner suit for Squirrel? Um, I like the Sprint. It's a good suit. For a beginner, for, for your students, that's what you put your students yeah, in. Yeah, I put them in either a hatch to begin. If they have under two, if they have two hundred jumps, then I put them on the hatch. Okay. If they've got uh, a little bit more than that, like say like five, six hundred jumps, then I'll move to like the uh, the the swift. Okay. Are you like an instructor for a squirrel? Uh, I am a coach. Yes. You are. That's dope. What's your favorite discipline to coach, man? I like coaching everything. Like for me, it's just I like watching people learn. I like helping people out, right. especially people who want to learn and want to listen. Because there's two different types of students. There's students who think they know it all and think they can tell you how to coach them because they've seen it on YouTube. They've seen video of it. And there's other two students Preach, that allow themselves to let go and they just want to learn. Mm -hmm. And those are the students that I try to really focus on because those are the ones who don't stress themselves out as well as stress me out with other students mm -hmm. you know so it's definitely the best way for you to learn is be able to let go i don't claim to know it all but i've been around a little bit and i i i think i know enough to help people to progress as long as they help me to help themselves to stay calm yeah right yeah. on you think that's the key staying calm staying calm because we, we're all of trying course. to work to the same goal we're all trying to get good but 
being anxious and trying to force yourself into doing something, it just never works out. It never goes the way that you think it's going to go. But if you can just relax and let go and have fun while you're learning, it's the best thing you can do for yourself because you're in skydiving and you're flying in the tunnel for fun, right? We're not going to work. We're not like having to deal with people that we don't want to. We're doing this for fun. We're doing it for the pure love of the sport. And it makes us happy. Like, I don't care if I'm having a bad day. I could jump out of the plane, just go do whatever, do a two-way with somebody and watch them smile. And I could totally make, that will totally make my day. Yeah, fuck yeah, the sun will come out. Yeah. Yeah, I, teaching is so precious to me, man. And we got our asses kicked out there today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but there was a lot of joy in between. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I don't get to skydive as much anymore because we're out here. But I'm going to start going to Elo and all that. As we get older, <clears throat> how do you feel about that? You know, like... Body. I was very lucky that I started skydiving at, an, at, a, at, a, at a very young age. I got to start skydiving when I was 18. Not a lot of people got to do that. Beautiful. I was um, 29. I was 29 when I made my first jump. Yeah. So, you know, I'm pretty stoked about how far I've made it. Like, I'm not sure how much longer that my body's going to allow me to skydive. At just that because level. At, at that, that level. level. You know, you throw a all the small parachutes. Yeah. I mean, all the small parachutes I'm jumping, like my, my knees are just starting to get old. Like I can't be running out stuff like that anymore. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm upsize a little bit. Maybe it was 69. Are you going <laughs> to upsize? I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. 64 <laughs> is too much. <laughs> hey, five, five square feet goes a long way, bro. I know, dude. I know, dude. Okay. Favorite swoop move. Across the ground. Uh, what is so, it? What is it? Because I'll tell you my when, when, when I used to be the man, uh-huh. back when I was competing hardcore, Still the man there's, me, one comp, there's, there's one uh, competition that I, that I threw out my lifelong trick that I've always wanted to do. Uh, okay. For me, I like to do multiple tricks on one run. Um, <laughs> the last competition... <laughs> That I, I was hardcore competing at was in uh, Skydive, Colorado. It was one of the last P- pro swoop tours for all you young jumpers. It's called the PST. Is it not around Run anymore? by Jim Slayton, and it's no longer around. Oh, the PST um, was dope. I was there competing against my best friend, Jeffro. In that competition, I knew I was going to either win or take second. So Jeffro and I were battling it out. We're down to the last round, and I'm like, last round of what? Last round of freestyle. Okay, what and does freestyle way, mean? The freestyle is basically when you come across the water uh-huh. uh, under a parachute, and then you're gonna do a trick. So do you have to do land, water, land? Basically, you gotta do your trick across the water, and then get out of the water and land. And land. And it doesn't care if you. It's better if you stand up and walk it off, but if you have to slide in, you just slide in. You just want to stay dry. So throughout the competition, uh, I decided to show off a little bit. Uh, my last round is five moves in one, all shown at the same time, or all shown off in parts. In the beginning of the competition, uh, on the freestyle rounds, we had three rounds. My first round, I did a, I believe, a switchblade to tick jockey where you put the switchblade in your hand, you reach up and you grab your back leg, and then I would pop out. 
Okay. On the next part of the next round, I did toggles, uh, toggles, toggles. He put both toggles in one hand. That's correct. Grab a leg, and the other foot is dragging the water because it doesn't count if you're not on the yep. water. If you just fly over, it doesn't count. Yep. So that's a hell of a swoop. Okay. So then the next part of the trick was me doing a no-handed lazy boy, leaning back with my hands up and almost dragging my rig across the water. Hold on. After this, you lean yeah. back and but let on, go both of the fucking things. Yeah. You let go both so, toggles, or you okay? So you raise them up, release them, and lean back. So I'm gonna get to that. So the first round, I did that 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 uh, switchblade tick jockey. On the second okay. round, I did a no-handed lazy boy. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, on the third round, our, after that, that was my those were my two moves. On the final okay. round, I came across the water. I did a cowboy to no-handed lazy boy switchblade the tick jockey and I was supposed to pop out of the water, put the toggles behind my back and do a switch back and land standing a up. switch back. And what happened? Uh, I went too far. I got through the cowboy through the no handed lazy boy came up, got to the switch blade, got to the tick jockey and then leaned too far forward, ran out of power and I just couldn't get out of the water. Oh. And then I crashed. Jeffro did his move, which I believe was a miracle man, came all the way around. He did a blind man, finished it, did the first miracle round, miracle man, and that's what won it. Right. So I remember that competition was like the first, I think the first or second time that he like he actually stuck it and won during comp. I've seen him I've seen him train that move at Eloy yeah. over and over yeah, on the grass. Yeah. The miracles, I've seen him do it over and over on the grass. Okay. Hold on. Let's let's I want to explain this because, guys, this is fucking amazing. Let's go back to the beginning of the swoop. You come out, you plane out. First thing you do is a, a cowboy. A cowboy, which is he lets go, okay, toggle, he grabs the right, right or left riser, so, and the other hand grabs the ground as you're sliding across the water. Yep. Because every cameraman in Eloy does that. Every fucking load that they yep. land, they cowboy. I've seen that's it. That's my every, move. That's the move. They got it from me. And then. From there, you lean back, you let go, you raise off the rear right and release toggles, everything, everything, and it's called the... No-handed lazy boy. The no-handed lazy boy, but you're, okay, so you're in a sit-fly position, your feet are on the water. The way that I did the move uh -huh. is I stuck my legs straight out, pushed okay. my hips up, and I'm Sweet. completely straight, like I'm feet oh, standing, like, you're like, you're like I'm flea forward. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And then you're killing your speed. Yep. <laughs> and then from there, I, I only hold it for a second or so. Uh -huh. I come up right away, get uh -huh. to the toggles, switch blade. Switch blade, and you do the foot thing. Yep. And then he said that he tried to transfer the switchblade behind his back, re-grab the toggles, right? Yep. And do what with the right hand? Uh, I do a switch back where both toggles uh -huh. are behind my back, and with my right hand, I just put it out and put it above my head. And what's that called? And it's just called the switch back. Switch back with the hand just showing that he's not holding. That's what it's like a show. Yeah. I don't have it. And from there, he's supposed to pop out? Yeah, and from there, that's my stop move. I go to the switch back, put my hand out, and stop standing up. No shit with the hand, so you yeah. flare with the fucking... No way. How, no way. Have you pulled it off in training? Uh, I pulled it off in training. I pulled it off right before the meet. Like, I almost had it there. Okay. I just I just got a little bit too cocky with it. God damn, that's dope. Yeah, it was a very, it was a really high point in my life. Like, I was definitely... That's a definitely high point I was, in your life. I was a little bummed. How can you be bummed out about taking second to your best friend, Jeffro, right? I'm like, that didn't work out. Because you know <laughs> you went too far. Yeah, I went too far. <laughs> I, knew I, I knew I had it. You, yeah, but you knew... Yeah, exactly. So the cockiness and you fucking regret that. Yeah. I understand that. Man, the coolest thing I've ever learned, really, 
I've done a lot of cool shit, like dragging on the ground, fucking cowboys, uh, dead man, blind man. I've done a miracle man or two, watching Jeff roll over and over again. You just do the blind man and keep going, yeah. right? You don't pause, right? Because the um, blind man, I used to like drag my feet and let my body lay down and just drag my whole body across the <laughs> ground and pop out. It was safe. I knew I wasn't going to hit the ground. I'm on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> man. Know? I saw Jeff roll wing over really bad once in Eloy doing mm. a miracle man. And after I saw that, I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. The miracle? Yeah, right. I just, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I just couldn't work myself up to it. I could do other stuff that was like a little bit harder, but then right. doing that, like, I don't know why it freaked me out. I just never, it's, never really. It's the went double for it. transfer because you're backwards. It's different, and then now you're. Tr- it was, so the Chaos Boys. Who is this? So the Chaos Boys were Andy Farrington. Watch, watch, watch. Listen though, there's an ad that was out for a long time. Let me explain it, because. I mimic my entire dude. I'm an infant, even though I'm 30 years old. I'm learning 180s, and I'm playing it out in rears. You know, a couple years later, I'm 360s or something stupid, and I'm playing it out. And there's this fucking ad. Somebody is front foot's dragging the water, back back foot and knees deep on the pond, arms up deep on the rears, leaning back. A chaos ad, and they're fucking hauling ass across the water. <laughs> Deep leaning back. Who was that? It could have been me. I might have been, dude. I'm no no shit. And that was my imprint of the perfect swooper for my whole life. And I learned that trick and I love that fucking trick, dude. I'll get deep in it from that ad, dude. I'm telling you, bro. We're watching for a <laughs> long time. Those helicopters. What video was the helicopter? Uh, uh that was a, it was a Jimmy Holiday video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Radix, I think. Radix. Radix was a bass video that you had a cameo yeah. in. Yeah, dude, this motherfucker was so dope that they made a bass video and then it cut the skydiving for no reason. You're at Lodi. Yeah. Doing some crazy turns, hauling ass. I think you had somebody following you in, and then you're up on your canopy. If you guys don't know what a helicopter is. Ah, uh, the USP ain't gonna like this. So, <laughs> tell me if I'm right, okay? It's double rears until it starts buckling, and then you just fucking yank on one, and then your feet swing out, and you're from the ground, you're spinning like a helicopter. Yeah, it's basically like a rear riser stall, like they teach you to do on your B license canopy course. Oh, so you, you do for, a B license. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, you're welcome. Do a little rear riser stall, and you just kind of get the canopy where it's just dropping straight down. Uh, so you're not going forward. And then from there, you let up one riser a little bit and offset your legs a bit and then just start slowly spinning. So that's the correct way. Yeah. That's not how we were taught. <laughs> we were taught when it buckles, pull hard. Yeah. Like, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I liked the helicopters. Uh, that video during the, at the time, I was uh, working with Icarus Spain. Okay. And I was prototyping an 11-cell parachute. So an eleven cell platform. Eleven cell platform, and uh, the eleven was it cell- like a nine cell that was just divided up to be like pre cross brace, or was it an eleven? It was cell? an actual eleven cell platform. The canopy was thinner than a JVX and longer. Right. So and then what they basically did was they quad cascaded the lines. So for every like cascade in the line set, they would get rid of that line and put it together. So we'd have a four quad cascade to help get rid of the line drag. Okay. Um. So this canopy was pretty cool. Who developed that? Uh, Icarus Spain. Icarus it was Spain. A, uh, Simsa, I believe. Is it is it is it a paraglider morph? Is it what they were doing? Because like were just, you know, because paragliders are wider. Yeah. 
What, what, what was their thinking on it? They were just trying to try something new to see if it would uh, like change the game a little bit. But uh, what did you think? It was a cool platform, but there was too many lines, and they needed to use thinner lines. If they would have used like uh, like what Icarus New Zealand uses, the two hundred, mm -hmm. like the two hundred on that canopy would have been sick. Do you still have it? Uh no, they took that away from me a while ago. I blew the it's lines up on it okay. after doing some helis, and then I asked to get a new line set, and I never saw it again. Oh. It just vanished into thin air. Icarus Spain. <laughs> if you're hearing this, send <laughs> it to me. All right, go through your Rolodex. <laughs> funnest parachute you've ever flown. Uh, funnest parachute I've ever flown, I believe... I love the Petra. If I had $5,000 just coming out of me and I could just buy as many Petras as I could, I probably would. But I don't. Is the Petra a Leia? Uh, no, the Petra is a nine cell, all cell. Right. Uh, the Leia is a seven cell. I think the Leia is oh, cool, but it's just not what I want to fly. What's the difference between a Slayer and a Petra? Uh, a Slayer is a seven cell Leia with uh, some with cell made out of cell material. Okay, that's it. That's just yeah. like the comp Velo Velo. But the the Leias just don't go as far as the Petras. The the Petra is the beast. Dude, that Nick Batch video. Oh my god. Do you find Nick Batch Petra? I couldn't believe it. You know, we were velocities were still the hot shit at yeah. the time. There was nothing else. Valkyrie wasn't really out yet, and this motherfucker accelerated, yeah, right? Yeah, dude. He I came I, and he leaned for Nick. You know him personally. I've known Nick for years. I've met Nick when he first started competing. Like Nick, uh, Nick and I are really, really good friends. Uh, I was one of the only. I was one of the one people that like got along with him right away him and i were kind of the same kind of person i was really amped he was really amped we were very intense when we first met and we just got along well, you know sick. we always stayed connected we always talked we were always throwing ideas against each other like he came out one year met me in lodi we did xrw for like a weekend he's just he's sick. a cool dude man he's always been we've always been down to earth to each other it's it's been awesome that's it that's I it that's i love it. nick he's one of my best friends man up, up, up. the 22nd joint the 22nd joint 220.34 meters. Man, hey, help me get him on the show, man. I got some free tunnel time for you, Nick, if you come see me. Dude, this video, I know you guys can't see it. I'm going to try to walk you through it. Look, there it is. Uh, you got to expand it on the left. It says 2011 PD Big Boys. Jesus. Look, look, look. You think it's over, and he just keeps going. We got to do that again. I can't take this shit. Are we gonna pull up yeah, some that shit? was like I believe that was the first opening comp of the Petra. He was the only one flying that wing. That wing just got designed, and he just killed it he with that planes wing. Planes out. He's out of his fucking harness. He's forward. You think he should be landing, and he actually accelerates and keeps going. And he was into the wind. Yeah, that wasn't downwind. No, I was into the wind. Yeah, Nick's. Yeah, Nick was great, man. Like, so I I, I helped Nick out a couple times during at a couple swoop comps when we first met. And, uh, you know, he's, he's always listened to some stuff that I had to tell him. Uh, I quit competing for about six years. Uh, I went to Florida and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it one more shot. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start competing again. I get to Florida. I'm having some issues. I'm, I'm throwing my six thirties. I'm playing out too high. I'm just not hitting the gates. Nick walks up to me and goes, TJ, what are you doing? And I'm like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. Nick. He's like, just throw one, throw another 360. I'm like, okay. So I just started hucking 990s. And the next thing I know, I'm hitting the gates and I'm just killing it. So what did I decide to do? Man, I just threw 990s the whole comp. And then I, I took second in speed. No shit. No Nine shit. fucking 90s just because he said throw 990s. He's like, dude, throw another turn. How high were you coming out of these um, fucking turns? I just kept coming out like 
uh, like 75 feet too high. So 360? Yeah, I just turned oh, he, a little bit faster. He told you, okay. Oh, I hooked it. And then each jump, I just kept taking myself a little higher, a little higher, and it kept working out for me. All right, question. Yeah. What's faster? Slow turns or, fa or fast turns? So it all, I just think it all depends on what you're used to flying. Like, I believe when you first start flying, you should do nice, slow, controlled turns. And then you can start working your way down because there's different power settings with the different style of turns you do. Right. If I'm doing an accuracy comp and there's no wind, there's no way in hell I'm going to come in with full power, meaning coming hard 630, turning low and coming in full power because I, I don't want that much energy. Now, that's different for speed and distance. For speed and distance, I want as much power and energy as, I'm, as I can generate low to the ground so I can slingshot myself through the gates. Why wouldn't you want power in the first scenario? Uh, because in accuracy, I want to be able to drag water, slow myself down, and stop myself. And that's dirt, water, dirt. Uh, with accuracy, it all depends. Like you have to drag uh, like four gates of water, then you got to pop up, and then you have to hit the center gate, which is like, I believe, the fourth or fifth marker right. on the on the actual accuracy. You have to pop up. You Yes, you have to pop up. There's a dead man's zone where there's the water to the accuracy pad. So if anywhere in that dead man zone you touch, you get a zero. So you have to clear that little spot and then hit okay. the accuracy. So you don't have to pop up. You have to clear that spot. You have to clear that spot. People pop up to make sure. Yeah, and like when I say pop they up, drop I mean, I just. No, they yeah. pop up and they fucking fall. Yeah. Bro. It's terrible. Yeah, when I pop up, I just want to lift myself up like a foot or two. Right. And then right, kind of right, go right. from there. People go eight to ten feet and they just oh come my God, down dude. so I've, hard, dog. I've seen Andy Farrington pop up like. 15, 20 feet off the oh, ground, Jesus. turn 180, and then slam down on an accuracy pad and stand up and be like, I'm the man. Uh -huh. And none of us thought he was going to stand up. Uh, what was that video? It wasn't Radix. It was um the dude, dude um, he's going to toggle monkey status and stab them bitches to the ground <laughs> on the accuracy. You remember that? Uh -huh. God, it was such a good video, man. It was Andy Farrington. He was doing some <laughs> shit, and he like he was too high, and he just fucking collapsed. Yeah, dude, he's a beast, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what that video was. Low dice sequentials were in it. Um, so okay, uh, I hate to jump around, but that's what I do. Radix, did you get to jump? It was a Cadillac. Is that what it was called? Uh no. I have about ten base jumps total. Total. Oh, on my last base jump. Haven't you been at the turkey boogie and shit? No. I thought I saw I am not pictures a base of jumper. you there at the nah, turkey nah, boogie. No, no, no. I was uh, I organized at Moab one year. Okay. Uh okay, so let's let's do the Moab thing and then I'll talk about my last base jump. Let's go. So, okay, I went to Moab one year and I organized for the Moab boogie. Um which was amazing, dude. If you get to go to Moab and skydive, I would definitely do it. The scenery there, the hiking, the zip lining, the like every if you like outdoors, go to Moab. It's awesome. Uh, so I went to Moab, I organized at the boogie, uh, on the last day, I actually stayed an extra day. I stayed into one on a Monday. Uh, Nicholas Reyes was the guy who helped me come out there to organize at the boogie. We talked to the owner of the drop zone and he gave us the plane for a day. Holy shit. So me, Nick, and two other people took a Cessna and we flew around Moab looking for spots to swoop. I had a radio. I was communicating with the owner. What? The owner would send a truck out for us, wait for us. We'd fly around where we wanted to swoop. The truck would come out. We'd go up. We'd get like, you know, five. We'd do a hop and pop. Right. I'd open up. I'd swoop these like trails that I would find. 
and then people would either follow me or land wherever else they wanted to. The owner, they would pick us up, take us back to the airport, we'd pack, talk about the next spot and go. We ended up doing like four missions that day and it was amazing. Do you have any video of that? I do have video, but I don't think, I don't know if I have, po I have some of it posted. It was just, it, it was such a, a memorable moment because I didn't really know Nick Reyes very well. I didn't yeah. know the other two people I was hanging out with, but we were just going for it. And it was, it was such a surreal weekend i i'm so grateful for that because it was yeah, it's man. definitely lives it, it's it was it lives with me because i i can't forget that weekend it's magic man yeah it was it was epic so we like we live in new mexico now yeah. so like we see like just beauty everywhere and i can imagine just skydiving to moab and picking where you're gonna land yeah so paramotor I can go fly wherever the fuck I want yep. and pick wherever I swoop and I can go back around, dude. You would love it, dude. I know you're a speed flyer, which is amazing. What was that place you said that I should take the boys? Um, for what? Oh, Lake Isabella. Lake Isabella. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Hall runs mm -hmm. Lake Isabella. It's a really good place to start. Um, if you want to get into um, like speed, speed flying, flying, it's nice and mellow there. Like they have good winds. There's no wind. It's good for all. Pretty much California. Yeah, in California. This is the guy with the truck that drives you back. Yes, up? you okay. don't have to hike. He drives you up the hill, gets you out of the hill. You can fly down. He'll drive the truck down, pick you up, and drive you back up and Super up and down. Dope. It's going. awesome. I've done 24 runs in a day. So yeah. Good, dude. So. That brings me to Marina, the dunes we fly. We take um, a Wazi Circus adventure out there. I think you've seen us out there a yeah. couple times, right? You know, I bring like 12, 15 people. We fly the dunes. You fly Capitola. Yeah. I've never done it. I fly Pacifica, Pacifica uh, quite a bit. Not Capitola, Pacifica. Uh, it's actually called Muscle Rock. Okay. Um, I used to fly a lot uh, when I had someone to go with me, but uh, I haven't been flying there much the last year just because I don't like speed flying alone. I okay. always like to have a partner with me because if I get hurt or if something, my wing collapses or I get broken, I want to make sure I have someone with me right. to help me get out of there. Um, I've lost a lot of good friends um, speed flying, so it's me it's it's well. rough, man. Like what? Is that you? Got to make good decisions. Yeah, that's me. All right, so this, they're, they're, damn, look at that hill. That's, uh, that's me oh, and Dwayne doing a two-way. So and dumb. we're flying GLXs right, okay. right there. I believe I'm on that. What used to be my 130. So Icarus makes speed flying canopy. They used to. I don't believe they make them anymore. Uh, my current speed Look wing right you. now you is. You love that switchblade yeah. shit. <laughs> my current speed wing right now is is a Mirage uh, RS Plus 11.5. Like, I really like that wing. Um, it is swing, I think it is. What, how, 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 what's the size of that hill? Um, I believe that's six to eight hundred feet. Sixty-eight. Six to eight hundred. Oh, six to eight hundred. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a big ass hill. <laughs> that's fun. And the winds are the winds like just perfect coming um, off the valley. So usually in the mornings the winds are very light, and uh -huh. throughout the day the winds pick up. Okay. I prefer to fly when the winds are like ten and up, um, because I I like to I like to fly across the ground, but that's not what I I want to do all the time. Like I I'm a skydiver, I'm a swooper, so I get right. to do that on a regular basis for me when i go speed flying i like to soar i like to like pop up fly around like check out yeah, birds yeah. and just stuff and then then i bring myself to the ground but i, I really like to 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 mix it up you know i, I like to to definitely do you a lot would of love stuff. paramotor bro 
PPG. He called yeah. it PPG. <laughs> That's what I called it. When I first got one, I was like, I got a power, power paraglider. Yeah. Hey, I really... All the paramotor guys are like, what? What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about? Go, dog. Get your lingo right. Yeah, yeah. You need a paramotor. Hey, this is, uh, we're going. This is where I'm taking the boys. This is where Jackson and Talos are going to learn. We're going to go to the beach first. We're going to go here. No, no, there's a truck. <laughs> there's a truck. No, they can get it. They don't have to be all aggressive. Um, so let's say um, we didn't need cash anymore. What would you do every day when you woke up? What discipline would you just go do just for the fuck of it? All of it, huh? It's all, all of it. it. I can't live without one without the other. I knew the answer to that when I asked you. When I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I'd go paramotor and then go to DZ, probably hit the tunnel and speed fly that evening before I barbecued. You know what I mean? Like, fuck yeah. What, one, of the, one of the things I like doing now is I'm, I'm, I really love wingsuiting. And the reason I love to wingsuit okay. is because it is added onto the timeline of flying. Like free flying when I first started was, was – Exactly was that free flying wasn't just supposed to be head down or sit flying. It was supposed to be all angles, all dimensions. Right. That's what and that's free what I flying is. want to do. And with wingsuiting, it allows me to fly on my belly, fly on my back, fly on my head, do carving, like do flares and do tricks and do all that kind of stuff. And instead of me just being able to fly for thirty seconds to forty seconds, I get two minutes of just going crazy and when you get to carve head down on your head or, or head down in a wingsuit and then stop and then burst off into an angle jump and then flare up and then you both, both throw some sick barrel rolls and then go inverted again back into head down carving and then you're just like dude i'm in like eight grand steel uh, like yeah. i still got another four thousand uh, feet to go like you can't really beat that that's the shit huh? but you gotta learn to do it first free flying i believe you know, you have to yeah because once you get it you can you can do what i do and make that suit do whatever you want so what happened was what happened, i was i was 200 jumps in got my little instructor rating from eg eg suits i don't know if you remember eg he's a wild old company right yeah he was super cool um started jumping thought i was badass Went down to Zephyr Hills and flew with Tony from Tony Suits, and he was testing out the Mach 1 or Mach 2. If you guys have heard the show, I know you heard the story. But we get out of the plane. One dude flails away. Yep. I'm learning on going up like you were talking about earlier, getting the altitude. So I'm able to blast up. Dude flails away, and then Tony gets out, okay? And he's below me. He's a little English dude. He's like fucking 5'3 or something, right? He's a little English dude. But he kind of takes off, and I go to follow him, but I'm really far above him. And I lose them. And so I max out. I'm just waiting. I'm flying. I'm like, where are these people out? Homeboy flailed. Tony's above me. He comes in next to me with his arms on his back. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And he looks at me. He laughs. And he says something like, you're so tall. Or something like that. Right? And I'm maxed out like, yeah. And he inflates and leaves me in free fall, dog. I'm in free fall. Like, at this point, I might as well be head down. I'm falling so fast compared to this dude. And I'm maxed out in my wingsuit. Like, dude, I quit. I was like, either I go all in a wingsuiting or I learn how to fly my body. Because it's easy to look cool in a wingsuit. It's 700, 800 bucks, 1,000 bucks, and now you're a wingsuiter because you have 200 skydives. It sends a signal. But you suck. But you look good. And it's easy. It's hard to sit fly. It's easy to wingsuit. Right? So people quit on sit fly. They quit on free flying and they become wingsuiters and that's all they do. But listen, I say 80% of wingsuiters, maybe I'm wrong. They take that suit off, they can't hang. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not hanging, you're not hanging. 
Yeah, like, I, you know, we have the rule, uh, the recommendation that you should, you know, at 200 jumps that you can put a wingsuit on. Um, I always tell people to take your time, you know? Like, uh, if you plan on just doing nothing but wingsuiting, I can understand you starting at 200 jumps. But definitely, like, take your time and do other things in the sport, like a little bit more angle flying, tracking skydives. That stuff will definitely go towards your wingsuit training. Like, it'll definitely help you out. So I highly suggest, like, really getting into that. And once you can do your angles and you know your heading control and know where you're at in the sky, then adding a wingsuit is just going to make it more fun and it'll be way more relaxing. But if you're not comfortable with flying in the right direction or, or you know, knowing where you are in the sky, the wingsuit is just going to make you more scared, more nervous, and it's just going to make you more anxious, you know, like... You can definitely take all that away with taking a little bit more time. Like one of the things I was told when I first started skydiving is like, like once once again, I started skydiving when I was 18. They told me like, why are you in a rush? Take your time. You're going to be skydiving for your whole life, aren't you? What well, year? Yeah. What year? What year? What year? Uh, I started skydiving, I believe in 88. No, wait. 98. 98. Sorry. <laughs> 98. <laughs> my first jump was in 88. July 4th, 1988. Really? That was when that you was were my baby. first skydive yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was 11 years old. So that's for 11. Yeah. Okay. I took Legend at so 14 years later. Yeah. I took my my oldest when he was nine. Right? What was he? Yeah, he was nine. Legend was about nine. He was uh, picking up rubber bands off the packing floor, closing rigs, yeah. bring me the radio for <laughs> AFF because I was the Tana Master AFF dad. And he was, you know, he'd bring the golf cart out to me to go get my students and shit. And one day, he cleaned up the packing floor without me asking. He had closed all the rigs. I was like, suit up. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking dope, man. What a what an experience. Have you taken your baby boy yet? No. I, I let him fly. He wants to skydive, but I'm going to let him fly in the tunnel a little bit. I'm not really trying to push him towards skydiving. Like, I uh, really want to push him towards things he wants to do. Uh, I... I've come to the conclusion that I want to offer him every door that I never had offered to me when I was a kid because unfortunately when I was growing up, uh, my parents were divorced. My my mom and dad didn't talk very much. Uh, my dad worked three jobs when I was 12 years old till I was 18. Uh, so he worked those three jobs to make sure I had a roof over my head, nice clothes, nice shoes, and food. So I try to give my son every opportunity I can. I put him in baseball, I put him in soccer, try right, to put right, him in right. football. I let him fly in the tunnel a little bit. I put him in BMX racing and I just Super let him try good. stuff. And when he tries something, if he likes it and he's like, daddy, I want to do this more, then I'll let him do it more. And if he's like, daddy, I don't like this, then we move on. Yeah. And he's really into trying things. And that's what I really want him to do is not to be scared to try new things. Let's, let's try something. If you like it, cool. If you don't, well, at least you tried and you figured it out, right? right. He likes tunnel flying, though. He was here last time. Oh, yeah. My kid's a beast. He uh, he likes tunnel flying. He's just a monster. I love watching him go, dude. It's great. Right. Yeah, me, too. You saw my little yeah. dude flying. So, it's the best. Last time I brought him here, uh, I did, like, a, oh, man, a 30-hour camp or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, he flew 10 minutes a day each day, 10 or 15 minutes. And he ended up doing, like, an hour and a half. At the end of the camp, I talked to Linda about buying him a half hour, and she was totally down. So I bought him an extra 30 minutes, told him to go fly. He flew 15 minutes straight, got out of the tunnel, 
drank some water. I turned right the tunnel up for yes. like, I just there turned the go. tunnel up. And I'm like, turn it to 90%. He starts slamming on the wall going, no, that's my, my time. time. <laughs> and then they turn it back down and kicks me out. And he goes and flies. He yeah. flew 30 minutes to his dome. Yeah. His dome. Uh, yep. yep. Like after his first time, he's got like four hours now. And that was the camp where he was like, daddy, I want to learn to backfly. Yeah. He's like, I want to learn to sit fly. How yeah. do I do that? Like, you got to backfly first. He's like, yeah. all right. He learned to backfly. And then I haven't been able to bring him back since. Hey, listen, listen. It, it doesn't have to be a camp. If you yeah. can come down, we'll do a little kid's <laughs> joint. Dude, I'm serious. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We'll just let him rip, man. Because that's my whole goal is I, I really wanted to bring him with me on all the camps because I want him to fly more uh -huh. just so he can just have that time. Because I believe like if he flies as a kid, maybe he... He might get into skydiving later if he wants to, or he might or just be not. like, oh, I want to do something else. Because one of the big things he's about right now is he really wants to fly airplanes. So, yep. like, I've been trying to, like, take him to, like, play flying on simulators. I want to uh -huh. buy him a simulator. Like, I really yeah. want him to get him to become a pilot because I think that he'll be totally down for that, you know? Right, right. We have one that's like that. We got him the um, Microsoft simulator we got the pedals dude we got the whole yoke. <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, he's down yeah. he's down and he took it to the next level like he's doing he's studying um um flashcards of dog fighting maneuvers nice like he understands what this is to that he's like dad you can't do that because the way the plane will stall mm -hmm. like it's crazy dude so like yeah it's it's, it's a beautiful thing sons are cool yeah. i don't have any girls i'm sure daughters are awesome <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think planes are very interesting. Like um, when I moved to Skydive Arizona, I was there for three to four years on the skydiving team with Jason, Sh uh, with Amy Shibalecki and Jason Peters. Uh, during that shit. time, I was there. What um, team was that? That was uh, and it was the Arizona Free Fly team. That's uh, what it was called. That's what we were called. But the we were supposed to compete, but unfortunately, Amy broke her foot right mm -hmm. before nationals, so we didn't end up competing that year. It's kind of a big bummer, but you know, it's, it happens. Uh, so I moved to Scarlet, Arizona. I was there on a the team with those guys. We were uh, doing a lot of training jumps, but I also got to fly a little bit, which I probably shouldn't have said. Uh, and some of the pilots there would teach me how to fly. They taught me a lot about the otters, what to listen to, uh -huh. uh, how they work, all that stuff. And I, I for me as a skydiver, uh, knowing about airplanes and how they work made me uh, aware of when things are bad. Because uh, I'm not sure how many people know this, but I have been in uh, two emergency aircraft landings. One of them was a King Air that lost the left engine, uh -huh. and we almost rolled. But the pilot that was flying was 20 years old and just went through all the emergency procedures. He, he felt everything that happened. And we lost the engine at uh, 1,000 feet. What job one? Uh, this was somewhere in Georgia. Okay. We lost the engine at 1,000 feet. He uh, shut down. He powered back the right dropped the flaps, shoved the nose down, and shot us up another 500 feet. He told everybody what happened and what was going on. We did a slow carving left turn, and then he brought us back in and landed. Beautiful. Dude, it was amazing. Beautiful. I was, I, I, the, one of my buddies I was with, I was crying on the airplane. I'm like, this is it, dude. We're going to die. And uh, it all worked out. I was so great. I was so stoked. And then the second airplane crash I was in was in Lodi. I was in that caravan crash that crashed in the the, in flip? the, uh, the flip, dude. You were in that I fucking was in the thing? flip, bro. Jackie was shit. Oh, my producer just left. Oh, I was in the flip. We're going to watch that video. Yeah. So two weeks prior to the flip, we had some engine out issues uh, where the pilot, Manny, was like, hey, dude, something's going on with the plane. He turned the power up, and as soon as he gave the plane power, the motor would start to sputter. So he's like, dude, what do you want to do? We're like three miles away from the DZ. 
So I was like, you know what, dude? Let's just uh, let's just stay in the plane and go home. So he kept us all in the airplane. We started heading back to the drop zone. He lines us up with the runway. He's trying to kill a little bit of altitude. And then all of a sudden, he gives the plane a little power, and the plane just shuts off. The motor just dies. We're at 800 feet, and the motor dies. He's like, TJ, I don't know how this is going to go. He's like, I think we're going to hit the power line. And I'm like, no, dog. We got this. We just cleared the power line. We just touched down. We're going. We ease up to a stop, and we stop right before hitting the fence. Dude, it was amazing, dude. Manny was one of the best pilots. When you oh, have wait, a pilot, wait, wait, wait. So you didn't flip. No, we didn't flip. That was the that was the first engine out. When we get to the flip, oh, so okay. oh, Manny, so, oh, that was the first engine out. Yeah. So one of the best things that a pilot can do to help skydivers out is communicating. I understand that when pilots are flying, things are getting crazy, but when they say things out loud and we can hear it, like it really helps everybody stay calm. And Manny was saying everything that was going on, talking fully out loud, letting everybody in that know, so we were all prepared for the situation. Two weeks go by. Um, the plane supposedly oh. got fixed. Um, I was at the drop zone. We did like six or seven loads. On load eight, we take off. We go, we're taking off going from the east to the west runway. So we're heading out towards the west. We hook towards a right turn and we're starting to climb. We're up about 1,200 feet heading to the east. And all of a sudden, the plane dies. Just, Just dies. dies. The pilot had no time to feather the, the prop and the plane just started descending like a missile. Dude, we're descending so fast that we're starting to get lift off of our seats. So we're oh, going zero no. G. Oh, at no. that point, You're I'm 1200, yelling. 1,200 feet? 1,200 feet. I'm yelling at everybody, oh. put your seatbelts on, prepare to crash. Everybody oh, no. run, move up to the pilot. So everybody's sliding back towards the front of the plane. We're locking our seatbelts in. Oh my God. And we're getting ready to crash. I look out the left window, my left, because I'm facing the tail, and I can see the runway. And everybody's like, we're gonna go for the runway. We're gonna go for the runway. I'm like, we're not making that runway, guys. We start descending. We end up just clearing a vineyard. The pilot levels the plane off, touches down on a grass field. This grass field just got mowed. Like we're, we're going 160 knots when we touch down, 170 knots. 90 miles an hour. Dude, yes. we're hauling so much ass. When I look out the door, there's a 15 foot like rooster tail of grass going over the tail. From what, the wheels? Just the, just the grass from the yeah. wheels, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next thing I know, we start slowing down. People are yelling, open the door. And I'm like, why? We can't jump out. But literally, somebody should have opened the door. After that, next thing you know, uh, Sebastian yells, it's not over. And we're like, what? We start bracing. Next thing you know, we hit a road. We're jumping this road. There's an F-150 truck going by. We clip the F-150 truck with the left wheel of the tire. It sends us inverted. We go underneath the power line. We end up fully flipping over, landing on our back, sliding 75 feet to a complete stop. In a caravan. In a caravan. And we're inverted right now. I realize what's happening. I unclip my seatbelt, slam to the ground. You fall to the roof. Fall to the roof. I get You're up, run the across the airplane, and I unclip five people. Wow. I drop those guys. I run back to the door. I try to open the door, but my feet are getting hit by the door, and I'm freaking out. I'm about to run and jump oh, through the door. Because you're standing on the roof, and you're slamming mm, yep. the door into your feet. Yep, and I don't realize it. I'm about to run and 
dive through the door because I'm scared. scared. And somebody says, TJ, Shh. chill out. Open the door. So I stood on the bar, the floater bar, opened the door. Oh, my God. And then I started getting people out. And once the first five or six people got out, I just took off running for a quarter mile, and I never stopped. I'm like, the plane's going to blow up. I'm out of here. Right. So I just ran. Was there fuel? There is fuel everywhere. Planes on fire. Like, uh, it's it's getting pilot, up. No, actually, the plane wasn't on fire. We were just spewing fuel, and I okay. thought there was going to be a spark of or something. Course, anyway. So I was just gone. Was no. the pilot okay? The pilot uh, everybody was fine. The pilot broke his nose, I think. But other than that, every everybody was good. It's called caravan skydive caravan flips over. Yes, do that, please. Do. Listen, listen. Engine out, engine out. Eighteen hundred feet. Carving back to the the airport. They're carving. They're diving. The pilot did everything. Oh my god. They're descending like a rocket. He pulls it off. He pulls it off on a smooth, mowed area, but the plane's going 90 miles an hour. You can't hit the brakes. There's no brakes. They hit a road. They jump up and clip a fucking truck with the wheel, and it cartwheels. Here's the video, Doug. So to top it all off, there's an old Jesus. man and, an, and, and a woman My Lord, driving this F-150. Can you just imagine... People like Sebastian said the woman looked and recognized the plane and was grabbing her husband right before we tagged him. Like, well, can you just saw. she saw it? We put like a foot indention in the bed of the truck when we clipped it. Ah, hey, you look over, there's an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Move, bitch. Get, Get out, out the, the way. way. <laughs> Which one? Which one? No. Uh, is that it right there? Teton I gravity? think that top one up there. Blue yeah. and white. That's it. Teton gravity. Research. Hit it. Hit it. Oh, so I've had a couple engine outs. I was at a boogie at Skydive Dallas. The Otter had an engine out. Yeah. Not the same thing. Um, Skydive uh, Lone Star, we had an engine out on the King Air. But seasoned pilot, we didn't even fucking know he brought it in, landed it. All good. Um craziest one while this video is lo loading uh, a tandem we're, call we're crawling up past 5 and the engine goes out in the 182 oh here it is here it is here it is fuck my story here it is oh he's falling is that just happened I can't watch this <laughs> okay okay I'll just oh my god run it back run it back run it back run it back Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm right by the. I'm right, I'm right by the door. I'm to the left of the door. This is a story he just explained. Hey, make it full screen. Hit it the bottom right. TJ, we're gonna end it after this, and we'll go back on the roof and enjoy El Paso. And we'll get <laughs> no, I'm All good. Right. We can keep going, right. dog. Let's so, go. So uh, the caravan's dropping. Who's the pilot? Manny? Uh, this guy. I don't remember his Everybody's name. Everybody's buckled their helmets. Bitches, you should get on the plane with your helmet buckled. Look how fast we're going. Oh, my ah! God. Grass field. And there's, look, it's not long enough, dude. I don't even remember that stuff over it's there. It's not long enough, dog. Wait, wait, wait. keep road, watching. Keep watching. Power line. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Up, boom. boom. They hit boom. it. Boom. We're flipping. Wow, they hit the fucking truck. They're flipping, guys. They're upside down. They're sliding. Now they're upside down. Everybody's on the roof of the plane. And it's, it's clearly still moving across the grass field. Motherfuckers are holding on. The pilot's head is on the fucking ceiling. They're sliding still. Now they stopped. No, we're stopped. Now there's 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 leaves and shit out the window. One of the things I remember super visual is, is that you're trying to open the door. Look, no, look. no, I'm out there. They're on the side door. Uh okay. there was a rebar stuck through the wing of the airplane. Look, 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 can we see it? 
Look, the planes. You see that? There's a rebar right there, Doc. The planes fucked up. Who's that? That's oh, Sebastian Alvarez. The planes fucked up. Look at that aircraft. We lost dude. the nose wheel. It's upside. We lost the nose wheel. I think we dropped our pocket. It's upside down. Crumbled like a fucking can. Everybody's walking out alive. God bless you all. Yeah. Dude, I was gone. You can't even see me. I'm already two miles down the road, bro. You just ran. I was gone, dude. Is that the pilot in his yeah, shorts? Yeah, pilot. Everybody, I was gone, dude. I was so scared that thing was gonna blow up. I ran so far, dude. I was you over. You can't it. even tell it's an airplane at this point. Look at the dude, that suiters. owner. The oh. fucking wingsuit is trying to get through barbed wire. You guys, that's the best thing you've ever seen. A man. Yeah, they ran the wrong direction. I ran the opposite direction. Look at the. Is that's not fuel? That's, no, water. that's water. That's sprinklers. Oh, his. Uh, yeah, the pilot broke his nose. Clearly, he broke his nose. That's yeah, because he didn't have the over the straps. His shoulder straps. He didn't have a fucking parachute on either. That's you down there? No, he I, ran. I'm gone, He dude. fucking ran. I ran that way. He's gone. I was so gone. I'm like, this plane's going to blow up, dude. I saved as many people as I can. I'm out of here now, brah. <laughs> TJ Langer, we don't have enough time for everything I want to talk about. Thank <laughs> you for coming. Um, well, let's talk about the soup in Mexico, the, the soup comp in Mexico, and then we're going to end it. I'll okay. let you go. Because look. We tried this podcast three times, and this motherfucker is, like, canceled on me. And now he's here, and I don't want to wear you out because you got – I mean, it's a fucking big Yeah, camp. whatever, dude. Let's go. I'm All on right. fire. All right. Let's run. <laughs> so we're in Mexico swooping. Where's that Mexico swooping? All right. So I was in Mexico. Oh, it was one of those videos you had earlier. The videos you had earlier, it was, the, like, what? Facebook feed. So you got to do a swoop comp in what city? Uh, so I was in Mexico. I ended up going to Mexico for a Red Bull event. That's it. Where uh, we were trying to push tourism in Mexico. Pepe's Island Boogie Panama Beach. Uh, no, that's not it. It was in not Hold on, let's watch that fucking Panama Beach Swoop Petra 64. Hold on. What is this? Uh, so I got to do the Panama Boogie uh, for a couple of years, and uh, they right. kind of let me. There's a stall. What are you like? They kind of let me swoop. Any anything and everything I wanted to swoop, so I kind of went no holds bar. Uh, what was that? What are you yeah. doing? So I don't even know what I'm doing. Give me a second. I think I'm setting up for those uh, that uh, that area right there. There's some palm trees. I'm gonna swoop through and go through this whole like town ish spot. Okay, you're dropping. Here we go. What was that? Three, two, six thirty. I'm gonna go by these trees. I'm gonna go right by that pool. Gonna go through those guys. Ah! Gonna go through ah! those guys. Ah! Gonna go around those. And then I'm gonna stop on the beach, what standing the... up. Oh, I love oh, it. That was on my JVX 89. I oh, 86. Love I love it. that 86. Fucking love it. Dude, I've shown the Kurt Bartholomew swoop in Mexico through that hotel so many times. Yeah. This is refreshing. Can we watch it again one more time? I'm gonna lie. I know. We're gonna have to get out of here. I know it's late. It's late, guys. We got a camp tomorrow and I gotta fucking fly kids. I get to fly kids. All right, Panama, that's beautiful. Yeah, the Pepe's Island Boogie is uh, definitely a, a, a cool event to go to. If you get to go to it uh, and you can, I would definitely do it. It's super fun. It's on an island. It's super cool. How'd like, you do it's that? It's super scenic. You were, you were at full brakes and you just whipped the 180. Was that all harness? Oh, uh, yeah, it was probably all harness. You could just do that? Yeah. I've never done that's that. That's why I like my JVX so much. Okay, I see your feet. You're just whipping harness yeah. now. Arms up. Is that a 630? Uh, yeah, that was 6.30. All right, coming, planning, you're looking over the rooftop. Ugh, kick the tree. That was Manifest. Kick it, that was Manifest. <laughs> oh, I, had, I had to give Manifest a good Joe, you know. People live there. That's beautiful. Let's do one more. Let's do, like, two more. Dude, swooping is my favorite thing. Yeah, swooping is my favorite thing. No, no, even watching it. Like, yeah. just because I know what you guys are doing and the pros, I can't imagine, like, 
I guess NASCAR probably gets that same feeling when they're hauling ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? But or a touchdown. But you guys get a touchdown every load. Yeah. It's weird. Like they don't get that every game. You guys get that every time you leave the plane. You're going to do that feeling. That feeling. All right, hold on. Let's find that Mexico boogie. Ah. Uh. Uh, oh, go ahead, whatever, whatever. Uh, no, not that one. Mike Swanson, TJ Lang, that, crazy angle. That may have been the one where I blew my canopy up. I'm not really sure. Let's see. So Swanson and I, so Mike Swanson's a really Mike good Swanson's friend of mine. Red Bull Air Force. Uh, he's part of the Red Bull Air Force. Uh, him and I would usually meet up for a week or so, and we jump together uh, at least once a year. Sick. Uh, we did that for a couple angle. years um, when he was living in Tahoe. Okay. So him and I decided one day to go out and do free flying into XRW. And him and I, like, we go out and we do this jump. We're doing over and unders, eagles, having some good fun. He takes off in the wingsuit, and then I just go to pull. And when I pulled, I blew up all of my A-lines. I blew up every A-line. It was They were just gone. What canopy? No, my G, on my Petra 667. Oh, shit. Oh, it was classic. I'm trying to get my slider down. And I'm like, how am I going to get my slider down? And I got no front A-lines. Like, this don't make no sense. <laughs> so but I was so How intent you... to get my slider down. Well, did you get inflation? Oh, it inflated, and then it just did not want to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, um, I want I want to get your opinion on this before we end it. I know mixed vertical canopy flying. Have you heard anything about it? Uh, yes, mixed vertical canopy flying. It's definitely uh something new that's pushing the edge, and uh, it's interesting. So my buddy Silky did it at our drop zone. Okay. So they do that little link. It's like a cutaway system from leg strap to leg strap so they could dump two canopies, fly them vertical. <laughs> he said a sip when he said on the text message. Hey, fly them vertical, and then belly flyers can come in and dock on canopies yeah. in free fly speed. Yeah. Free so speed. I think it's very cool, but the one thing that scares me about that whole situation is uh, having somebody else connect to you, doing a Mr. Bill, going to pull. If mm -hmm. you were to have any line twist or anything that no, would seriously spin it out sucks. of control, um, it can create so much G's where you can G out. So one of my he's good on the show, he he talked about it, and Zach passed out a couple times, passed out, and he had to cut Zach away and hope he woke up. Like it happened in the development phase, it did happen. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that whole situation. I would <laughs> I, I'm just that's 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 one of my main concerns because. One of the things that I think about a lot when I'm doing XRW is if a wingsuit a wingsuit pilot was to fly into me and cut my lines, he would turn me from a 3.5 into a 6.4. And when you turn that parachute into a 6.4 like that, things get really radical really fast. Oh, and my God, a 6.4. Yeah. Because you're spinning. You're, you're spinning so fast, you can G out you within a matter of a second. fucking pull that cutaway? And that's another thing, too, is if you have too much weight under the parachute, is it going to be hard to cut away, or is it going to be easy? You so, and Katie. Katie? I know, I'm sorry, but you guys were the fucking first I've ever seen. Yeah, we used to do a lot of extra W together, Katie Hansen uh, and Johnny Flores. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened, bro, so I'm, I'm not in that. It's all good. Okay. But remember, I... I'm. I met you guys together and it was yeah. all good. We yeah, were all yeah, fun all and Katie was cool. I, I have but no hate towards her, but I know. But you guys were cutting fucking edge, bro. Yeah. You really were. Yeah, it was nice having somebody that uh, I flew with a lot and had trust in because it was not very nice to push the envelope like The that. envelope. And it you makes guys it very comfortable. But the one thing there. that you got to think about, too, is when you do fly with somebody a lot, you do get really comfortable with them. So when you do fly with other people, you think that you're going to have that same comfort level. And, and you not. can be quick to forget about those little things. Same thing in four-way VFS. Yeah. Or, I mean, dynamic or two-way dynamic. You fly with the same person all the time. You know what I mean? Man, what a career. 
Yeah, I've had a really good time. I like it. Like I've I got to do a lot, you know? Like uh, anything you haven't accomplished? Anything that you wish you can still do? You know, I, sometimes I wish I would have competed swooping a little bit more. I wish I wouldn't have uh, taken such a long break from competing because Why did I, you take that break? I just wanted to change. I, I've i been competing since I was 23 years old skydiving. So Prior for, to uh, that, I was competing in BMX freestyle and BMX uh, racing. So that's how you know Matt Hoffman. So that's not, uh, no, actually, I, I met Matt Hoffman from Skydive Arizona. Oh, no shit. He was there doing a uh, a slime, a Nickelodeon slime time thing. And I uh, met him. Brian Burke was like, yeah, some guy's coming into town to do some, like, ride his bike into slime. You should do it, TJ. And then I met the guy. I'm like, dude, this is my hero. Matt Hoffman. Yeah, so I met Matt Hoffman. Super cool guy, down to earth. Matt, come on my show, dude, man. I love Matt, you, dude. Matt is amazing. Matt has introduced me to some of the coolest people. He took me to the he took me to a boom boom huck jam in phoenix where i met tony hawk uh i met bam i met uh bob burnquest i met so many rad people dude i went backstage and hung out with all those guys all night long i met travis pastrana i was there with clamor uh dude there were so many rad people there uh the next year matt was like dude i'm gonna be in la for the uh for what is it x games uh -huh. so he's like dude you want to go so i ended up like bringing my friend uh, brett with me down to la we hung out with matt in his hotel we went to a tony hawk party hung out with all the guys from jackass dude i met fucking steve-o i met all those guys. i met wee man dude i met wee man he walks up to me and goes dude i'm like oh my god you're mini he's like don't call me mini me my name is wee man and he was so cool dude it was it was it was epic what a fucking career, bro. Epic, dude. I think I quit now. <laughs> I, I haven't accomplished shit. <laughs> it's all, dude, it's like, like other people say, man, it's just like you're the right time in the right place, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've been very fortunate. Oh, that's beautiful. That's why I wanted this podcast because I know who you are, dude. I've been watching you and like nobody knows. People don't know. Like your people know. The people that know you fucking know yeah. and it's good. But if they don't know, they don't know. And there's pioneers that have stuck. It's hard to stick with this shit for 38,000 skydives. That's 20 drop zones you've been to. That's fucking how many camera jobs and DZOs and managers and fucking holy shit, dude. And sponsorships that have come and gone and teams yeah. that you've argued with and, you know, tunnel flying. I think it's beautiful, bro. Yeah, you're like a beautiful spirit on this earth, dude. You've done it, man. Like, like you're the hero's hero to me right now because you've done it. I love you, TJ. Thank you for being man. on the show, man. Respect, bro. Give me some. Ah, <laughs> Two-way. I just did two-way with TJ. <laughs> right. Yo, Wazzy Circus Radio, Patreon, Instagram, fucking Facebook, whatever you want to find me, man. I love you guys. Is the Facebook Live still on? Did it last that long? No? Phone's dead. All right, man. Y'all know where to find me. Hey, Sunland Park Dispensaries. I got more on that later. All right, holla at your boy. Yeah, if you don't know, now you do. Now you do. <laughs> Let's go. And that's it, bro. That's was that it. fun? That was awesome. That was great, but we only went halfway. I could have gone for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. I'm well, on a roll now. How long was that? An hour 10? 30. Hour 30. Dude, we've got two more hours in us. Next time you come, know we're podcasting. Because right now, it's all surface level. We could go back and talk about one of your teams for an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> That oh, he great. said turn up the volume. Oh, no, on the Facebook That's live. That's what Jason Peter just said.
Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jason Peters was watching? Yeah. Jason Peters was watching. Jason was watching. Michael Jordan was watching this evening. I got a piece of my I got a piece of my